Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. I got to go into Sea of Thieves Fest and spend a whole bunch of time with a whole bunch of fantastic people. I've got some of those people here. I've also got some of the people that I'm going to be seeing in a week uh, on the podcast as well. We are doing the June Gold Hoarder episode. Thank you to everyone who stuck around after the mutiny from Caleb. He did a fantastic job of putting that together and really, really just kind of saved me from uh, worrying about missing an episode because I really hate missing episodes. I like making sure that folks that can't go do the things that I'm doing uh, because I'm going to be unavailable to be able to make an episode still get some sort of content. Um, So I'm still working on how I'm going to be doing that with the upcoming episode that is going to be at SOT Fest that should be streamed live. Uh, So just make sure you keep an eye out for SOT Fest when that goes live. Um, Mine should be it's going to be pretty early for the states not going to lie but uh probably about around nine o'clock i think eight eight or nine o'clock uh when that goes live so it's all uk time based so sorry for the uh time frames there but anyway let's get into chatting with the patrons but before i do that i have to thank the patrons that are supporting this content that you're listening to they're the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast to show their support so that i could make it to both sot fests this year uh, as well as take care of the podcast uh bills and all that fun stuff and it's just kind of a thank you for a lot of folks but anyway thank you too People's Republic, El Cute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Chonky, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Jorby Jorbs, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ors, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Registella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Captain J Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, the Lore Chronologist Deadeye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, Luke Lore the Insipid Ghost, and Zam. Wow, thank you all so much for your love, your support. I was so happy to get to meet so many of you, uh, and I look forward to seeing the rest um, in this upcoming Sea of Thieves uh, Fest in just a week. So, without further ado, let's get into the Gold Hoarder episode. We had a good conversation. Just of legends, foolishness. Yeah. Which I want to talk about. I want to. I want to get some folks on to uh, to kind of share their thoughts about it and have kind of like a post mortem wrap. Because um, I don't know about you guys, I I ended up getting sick on Sunday. I, I don't know if it was like really. I don't know if it was Sunday night or uh, not Saturday Sunday night Saturday night when we went out, or if it was mm. something at the airport. Uh, but I got like hella sick on the way home and I was out for like two days and I'm still trying to recover. So if I sound a little gravelly, that's probably why if you ever hear me like randomly mute, it's probably because I'm coughing. So, but I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing like, I'm hitting the super juices. I'm doing all the things. I'm drinking lots of water, getting lots of rest and whatnot. So I'll be ready I for told next you not week. to lick those doorknobs. It wasn't the doorknobs. Yeah. It was the free arcade joysticks. <laughs> it was the railing. It was, uh, <laughs> the uh, arcade. <laughs> at least it we beat may have been, it, it, it may have been Rusty's, Rusty's lap. But yeah, it was. It was my lap. <laughs> it yeah, transcended. The best thing on there. Oh, my gosh. I am missing oh. out. <laughs> we, we don't want your germs, guys. You could catch your germs at Fest of Legends. Yeah. So, uh, Grindar so got the send them over here with Logan. Don't, don't be bringing them over here, please. We don't need to take you. I'm going to be really careful at SOT Fest and walking around and stuff. So, I, I plan on, I don't want to, <laughs> like, I'm, I have to live with my wife. So, if she's not sick, I'm, I'm keeping it fairly clean and whatnot. But... It was it was kind of a bummer to get home and be like, ugh, I don't feel good. Why? So, uh, but that's okay. It's it's that's. I mean, I haven't left my house to go traveling anywhere since like last year. I never go out really every any time. So it was my own fault. 
should have been a little, you know, a little bit better about washing hands and not touching my face, which is always the thing that gets me. But uh, or you just need to go out more often and and build up an immunity. And... Yeah, so... that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> either <laughs> go to more cons. <laughs> either live, <laughs> live or die by the sword. Here, hopefully. <laughs> so my mom's a nurse, and uh, she says that like that's a legit thing. Like there's people who have stayed cooped up for so long that they have lost a lot of their natural immunity for, to like just some of those normal everyday bugs that are just everywhere and that they've seen a pretty big uptick in just colds and flu and that kind of stuff because people lost all that yeah you know, being held up for years yeah. it's it's definitely a thing but then again i look at kids and try and understand like how the heck they pass germs <laughs> at schools all the time like i, I feel like they're I've got... still, their, their immune systems are still learning <laughs> you gotta you catch go the dog before your body stops it <laughs> go to read some stories to an elementary ever. grade school and you'll pick up all kinds of stuff oh, i'll have to get elected president for that <laughs> <Hey>. all right <laughs> so we've got a lot of folks i'm so glad to see you all i really am um and I wanted to cover a couple things, but I, I really wanted to get some feedback on the adventure, uh, the, the timing of the adventure, but also I wanted to to get some feelings on uh, Festa Legends as well, too. So um, welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Keelhauled podcast. We have the Gold Hoarders a little bit later because of Festa Legends. Um, so we'll, we'll blame Doug for that one on the timing. Uh putting it right at the end of June. Um, but just overall, let's let's kind of work down the list so folks can get an idea of the name to the voice as we jump into this. Um, El Jefe Esteban joining us. Uh, first off, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Awesome, awesome. Godhammer, welcome. How are you doing? Not bad yourself. Good, good. Hanging in there. Uh, Carl Embo coming in, staying up late. How are you doing, Carl? Doing very well. Slightly jealous of everyone that went to Festival Legends, but... Ooh. I'll make up for it next weekend, I'm sure. Definitely. Mina Ferry, as always, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Now I've cried off and warmed up. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad to hear it. I got a bit wet earlier. Oh, man. Next up, we've got Norwegian. Norwegian, how you doing? Doing well. Happy 4th of July, America. Happy Canada Day. Oh, yeah. Next up, we've got Regis Stella. Regis, how you doing? I'm doing good, but I'm super jealous at all you guys just to get to go to CFE's conventions while I'm stuck here in Australia with no little to no anything, really. You just got to make your own. Just got to, like, start making calls, you know, call up the government, be like, hey, is there an SOT thing going on? Why haven't you done this? You know, start getting ballots out there. Work in the process. I'm not that kind of... I'm not that kind of person, to be honest. Uh, you're only that. You're not that person until you have to be that person. It's like if you, if you I'll leave it, I'll leave it to somebody more sociably. You know, uh, what's the word? Uh, outgoing, I guess. Outgoing, adept. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll go with that. All right. Just hit up Micromads. There's Asylum. There's plenty of people out there. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Next up, we've got Rust Belt Kid. Rusty, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just in between a niece's birthday party and a Fourth of July party, so I'm walking around outside, sweating my off in the middle. Oh, well, I appreciate you you dropping in. Next up, we've got TN Professor. Prof, how you doing? Freedom! Happy 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you that may not be aware, if you haven't queued into what, what's going on, I believe today is Canada Day, and in a few days we have uh, the 4th of July in uh, the, the states here. Um, I don't think anyone else has any other holidays, any holidays that I'm missing out on, special holidays. We just finished up Pride Month, so I don't know if there's anything uh, going on in July outside of that. But anyway, wanted to jump in and uh, wanted to see, is has anyone gotten a chance, has anyone not gotten a chance to do the uh, the latest adventure, Dark Deception? Norwegian, you said you've done it. Who else done it? Carl, you've done it. We do. We've done it. Prof, Hefe, I'm assuming you dragged Rusty around. As always. Listen, listen, I've been doing stuff on the ship lately, so watch your language. What? I was just saying, you're like you got you got dragged around. Did you navigate? I've been actually making him drive the boat. What? <laughs> it took five years to do it, but I'm there. Let's go. Ladies and, and gentlemen, guess what? We, we, we're we, taking we, ships left and right. 
we finally have reached the point of personal growth. It's happened. <laughs> he has touched the helm. Uh, we we only run into a few rocks and islands. <laughs> only a few. That's good. Just, I'm hear. impressed he knew where the helm was. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So most of you guys have gotten a chance to to do it. I, I did it this week um, after coming back. And uh, honestly, I got to say, um, I can see where they're going with things. Like there's definitely some some interesting cues. I'm glad that we finally got like a little bit of resolution with what's going on with the rats. Like we've been seeing the rats in social media posts forever. There's been lots of people talking about like, well, I don't know about lots, but there's been lots of people kind of speculating about what the rat is or who it is. We now have the latest adventure. Uh, We got to see the pirate Lord um, come in and scold us for just trusting any old pirate Lord, because, you know, we've seen multiple. So clearly how could we have not trusted, uh, the, the wrong one right off the bat, but overall, what was the general impression? How did you guys, uh, think of this as like the, the introductory chapter of the next set of adventures? Um, personally, I felt it's, um, set up quite nicely because there's a lot of different ways you can go with this now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was discussing with uh, my mate Drop Cell earlier today, actually, that there's so many open ends right now as to who that could possibly be. You know, are we seeing that, that this is why it's now going to go like, continue the Flameheart side? It's going to go Dark Brethren side? Is it going to be something mm-hmm. completely different? Um, there's a lot of opportunities where, where it can go from here now. So, um, whilst, yes, it was short, it was also very intriguing the language used and just the way that it was all, all, all played out, basically. Um, I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah, yeah. Regis, you're, you're saying that it ties to Monkey Island? Or you think it does? Well, for those who don't know, the ghost, the pirate, the pirate LeChuck has the ability to shapeshift and take on the form of anybody to fool any idiots on the seas, like, say, us or, in, in his world, Guybrush Freepwood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I think it fits his character, like, pretty well. I mean... His his manner is the 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 pirate lord in quotation marks mannerisms his voice his uh boasting like I mean Ramsey doesn't boast most of the time but you know it's 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 gotta be Lechuk like that that imposter has gotta be Lechuk I think this tall tale might be the uh the the the, the prequel to- adventure to the Monkey on Tall Tales mm-hmm. I could definitely yeah, see I'm, that so. I, I yeah. don't disagree. I think this is kind of why we've had such a lull in content for a while. Like it's clear that they that they stopped where we were with the Briggsy storyline uh, because they wanted to really try and kick things off right with a Pirate's Life or not a Pirate's Life. I'm, <laughs> I'm reverting uh, to Monkey Island. And uh, because of that, I think that we are seeing kind of LeChuck come in and, and infiltrate the Sea of Thieves. Um, anyone else have any other theories that they want to push out there just to get some, uh, diversity in, in the, the process? Uh, I typed in the chat that it, it felt short, abrupt. I, it, I was happy to have something, you know, Carl's right. Uh, it was nice and got hammer. It was nice to have something. Yeah. Uh, this season is kind of drug out, but I, I guess I'm feeling a little fatigue on all of the loose ends of practically every story started. Mm. And Sea of Thieves, I'd like to see a conclusion to at least a couple threads here soon. Any threads, Rare? Just just any threads? Let's see an end. Do you do you think that there's? Because uh, I can only really think of like maybe two threads in the story that we or in the Sea of Thieves as as general like as a story that we've really had any major conclusions. And one is kind of Stitcher Jim. Uh, and the other one being a pirate's life. Um, oh, Godhammer. Yeah, you bring up Merrick, right? Merrick is a kind of a, a set story. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Three out of how many, though? <laughs> well, we've got Briggsy uh, and Tasha. We'll kind of pair those two up. I think the Dark Brethren probably going to be a, a, a withstanding faction. So probably nothing too major there. But we did find out who the dark or who the Mr. Stranger was. Um, Carl, you bring up a good point. We've got Rose and George that are off with uh, Pirate's Life, so their story's kind of finished up. Uh, you know, you've got Lissetti and the kids that's kind of in a holding pattern. Yep, we don't yeah, necessarily... Yeah, there's an open end on that, didn't there? Yeah, we don't know if we're actually going to go get uh, DeMarco's soul from the 
see the damned at all or if that's just like it that kind of feels like a weird ending <laughs> the ending to mystery one was like oh yeah well he's dead and uh okay all right well next next time we get into another adventure by the way battle of the seas you know coming up well they did say that with demarco being banished they wouldn't be touching him for like years oh that's because he's because he's like he's just been he's gone yeah and so I, and I mean, you know, it's an appropriate consequence, I say. For DeMarco, what did he do? He just tried to leave oh. the Sea of Thieves. Oh, somehow I heard Pendragon. Oh, Whoops. I mean, to no, be that fair, is... to be fair, uh, DeMarco is the one that closed down Arena, so, in the law. Yeah, but that's because he wanted so to... He, 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 he didn't, I mean, <laughs> what... In, in, uh, it would be very interesting if they had kept Arena open, but they had like transitioned ownership from DeMarco to Lissetti and Amaranta. I think that would have been an interesting storyline, but obviously that was not the way they wanted to go with the game per se. So kind of a bummer there. Um, trying to think if there was anyone else. Gold Hoarder was mentioned, Norwegian. Mm -hmm. Well, he's not done. He's not a done deal. He was done. Uh, they ended up on a staff, and now his head's in a chest in front of everybody. So something happened to him. Somebody got him out of the uh, pirate lord's hands. So that's going to keep going. And now he's on my shelf. So <laughs> I I did want to call this out because it was pointed out to me, and I and I would I would feel bad if anyone else was stuck in the same in the st same assumption that I made. Uh, so if you look at the the memento that we have, the memento is one smaller, but it's also fully gold. Whereas the the gold hoarder's head itself is still technically just a skull. It's just that lower jaw that is gold. So I'm pretty sure I, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that the dark brethren still have the gold hoarder's skull attached to that that trident. Uh, and are using it as a way to transition between realms. So that do we have gold holder junior. <laughs> we do in the form of Horgath uh, or Hor Horgoth Horgath, I think is what it is um, from the, the latest mystery. I think he will actually become the next gold hoarder. God hammer. You're saying right. segue. <laughs> yeah. Um, mystery. Mystery. I it was good. Oh, you like this one mm -hmm. compared to the last one? The mystery for this one, I understood what they were going for. I know not everybody's happy with it, and I understand from I understand where all the the lore people are like, man, this one stunk, and I'm like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I agree with that. But I think what they set out, I think they set out to do exactly what they planned for this one. Uh, yeah. And I, I believe that it was appropriately hard given this price on the line or given the prize on the line. Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. that, that skull was worth a lot of money. And I think it should have been hard to for something yeah. that's for something that pricey. Um, man, it was fun to watch everybody flail. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it was it was uh it was really stressful at the end there. Um, and and I just want to say that those those mystery voyages, I did them all without a guide, and they were some of the best. That was some of the best fun I've had in quite some time in this game. Mm, I actually I really old. enjoyed them as well too. Um, I want to get to to Prof Prof. How are you, family? I'd share your thoughts from from what you were typing. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear Godhammer say enjoyed it. It totally lost our crew and many of the people that, that we hang out with in general um we finished the season we did our own thing some other games came out there wasn't anything happening on sea of thieves and we wandered off to other games because the mystery just really didn't engage any of us it didn't pull us in and uh i just i wondered about it because everybody else we talked to just kind of went mm. you know we'll go do other things and uh, so when we came in and did the voyages, we had no real connection to them with anything else because we really didn't engage in the outside game stuff. So yeah. it just became, well, let's get the checkbox so we don't miss out on anything. But it really didn't pull us back in for very much. And I, I guess I'm kind of dealing with this long season. It's the first one where I feel a little bit uh, of a malaise. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kind of bummed. Yeah. It just feels like things are just kind of sailing along after so many years, and, and I'm beginning to wonder, will we be able to, to count on Sea of Thieves as the draw for these friendships we've we've gained and, and continue to come back to it, or, or is there a next thing we should be looking at? I'm sorry. No, I, I 100% get it. I mean, there's it didn't help that we've had uh, a lot lighter content this season, and it's been a longer season. And then you get a game like Diablo 4 to come out, which has got a great gameplay loop and a lot of friendships transitioning there for the time being. But uh, I, I, and before, I'm not going to get into deeper of that, but I wanted to get Norwegian's thought into this because you gave the mystery a C grade. Uh, given it a C grade, I mean, first mystery was an F, but C grade for this one just because of the amount of difficulty for it. Mm. I understand that. I'm, I agree that the difficulty was needed. If there was not a real world reward for this, this would have been terrible to make it that difficult. But because there was a monetary value in this thing, I'm sure that skull was pricey. I'd love to know who got it. Congrats to them. But if it did not have that, this would have been absolutely terrible. The ending to the story was, oh, hey, we solved it. Who was H? And then what was it? Was it a tweet or something later that said, oh, by the way, it was Hogarth? Yeah. And that just kind of killed it. But as far as like the actual stuff in game, that was fantastic. Love the quest, just the new way of looking at this map or this hint. So, no, no locations, just descriptions. You have to know the seas to figure out where it is, where you're going. Oh, hey, it's we're looking for that dock. It's that was well done. Just that's what saved it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely feel you on that one as well, too. Good points. Carl, you said no ending video or anything was a shame. You want to touch on that? Yeah, I kind of expected that to be something at the end of it to explain who H was. I thought once you, you know, once you'll be able to find a clue, maybe, you know, a ghost or someone will pop up or something to happen. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing. You dug it up and it's like, okay, quest complete. Mm-hmm. And that, that was it. And I was like, okay, well, now what? Um, there, I thought, well, maybe they're holding off until the end of the... Uh, until the end of the, the 22nd uh, expect them to release a video or something uh, on social media but just nothing at all explaining who H was as such and why we've just done everything we've just done yeah but I felt that was a shame but the quests themselves I would love to do more of them especially that last one um, I very much enjoyed that yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, FA, jump in. I agree with that as well. Yeah, I agree. The um, the the missions themselves with the descriptions and this and that, I thought was pretty good. Uh, I agree that it was kind of nice to have a different way of looking at things. Um, but still to this day, I don't know who H is. Like I know we've, we've I've heard that name. But I don't I I don't I I don't know who that is. And it would be nice for them to come out and you know open up a little more about that and you know have some teeth to it i was kind of disappointed there was no true ending kind of like there was ending to the first one um i I thought that it fell pretty flat in that regard just that it just kind of just was just like oh yep we're done congratulations and here's your memento move on and i i didn't i didn't love that about it yeah i i first off anyone else want to jump in before i i I jump up and kind of round out this. So overall, I would say that if we had the voyage design that was in the second mystery with the small little in-game changes that they did to the live game aspect in the first mystery with the ending voyage that was in the second one, but then the cinematic that we got for the first one, I think that would have been a great mystery because it would have felt like a large set of tall tales just kind of played out as a mystery as opposed to an adventure. But right now we have one mystery that is in the game that is amazingly difficult to to go through the process to try and get to the ending for that a majority of people have not seen and, and will never see. And something like that shouldn't be tied to such an elaborate set of hoops that you have to go through that you, you know you're much better off just kind of going to YouTube and looking up the video at that point. Um, but I, I really was hoping for something like that. It was a bummer. I understood why they did it because it was a competition. It was a race. They needed to get you to the end and they didn't want they didn't want cinematics at the end to call into question the completion time because we genuinely didn't know like how close of a race it would be. And there's no way to gauge that when you're trying to build this system out. 
But for future mysteries, I don't think I necessarily want there to be a monetary incentive for us to want to engage. I think that the engagement should be the the design of the mystery and the story that it's telling. I think that one month with a couple of weeks is a fantastic uh, period of time to be able to play through that kind of stuff, have that kind of time frame set up. But overall, I would say there needs to be more lore in game. And if Hogarth is going to be someone that is kind of transcending the mystery and moving into a, a major role in Sea of Thieves, that we really, we would, I, I would personally really like to have a couple adventures kind of propping him up as kind of like a, hey, this is who this is. This is what's going on beyond just the comics. Because even the comics, there was one comic, there was maybe like eight or 10 panels with him in it. And you don't really get a sense of of the character for who that is as you're kind of playing through it. So I would love to see them kind of tee off a Horgrath um, kind of a, a storyline after we've kind of resolved some of these other ones. Like, I'm okay waiting for it. Anyone want to feedback off of that or have any uh, thoughts or how they feel about that kind of an approach? I just wish they would stop with the social media stuff, just making you have to dig through their profiles that ruins it absolutely like uh, correct me if i'm wrong on this one but going in and making everybody dig through their spotify videos scrub their little uh scenes on there and then a week later or so touting hey we hit a 10 million or how many downloads it was on spotify it's just take away the social media aspect from it completely and we'll love it yeah i you know i joined to play a good video game if I'm going to engage in social media like we do all the time in Discord, it's because you've made quality content in-game. And, and it it's not – what they're doing doesn't feel organic to me. Um, I, I They tell wonderful stories, and I want them to do that. Strong points. I don't disagree. I, I definitely like it when the lore is in the game, especially if the lore is persistent so that others can kind of – follow the same breadcrumb trail that we did when it first launched to be able to engage with it um at the end of the day it's it's a delicate balance right like you got to promote the game to keep the game healthy because you got to have new players coming in because eventually people will pick up or drop off from the game and the only way to do that is through social media once you've launched you know you don't have any press talking about the game on a regular basis unless you put out really like big updates like i'm talking like pirates life-sized updates and sea of thieves is a live service just they they can't like we're seeing this right now like monkey's island is is stalling a lot of the a lot of the content captaincy stalled a lot of the content um pirates life was there was a a good stall there it wasn't nearly as bad but we didn't necessarily have like a, a a set cycle of stuff we had the mercenary missions and stuff like that so kind of give them a pass on that one but overall um these large content drops the ones that get headlines that get attention the things that bring people to the game that they normally wouldn't be cost time and effort and uh that is always going to be a really tough balance for a studio it's especially as one as big as rare um with them working on two games at the moment so I i will be very curious to see what lessons they took away from this and how they can try and evolve it and and maybe i think mysteries are kind of that that like they haven't quit making tall tales obviously those are coming out with like monkey island but they're going to be a, a, a pretty contained thing but we also have adventures and i think as long as adventures are flowing the mysteries if those are going to be the args that they're intended to be um I think it's going to be something that a lot of people will, will either engage with or not. And there there maybe necessarily shouldn't be as much lore tied to those because they are they're they're designed to be ARGs and we could just kind of focus on the adventures for our stories. Um Norwegian you had some points you wanted to bring up, Prof. Always go for it, Prof. <laughs> um I just I this season has caused me to question what Microsoft's real plans are with Rare. Um, I understand that in the initial acquisition that Rare was given a sizable investment um, to put into Sea of Thieves, and it has been at the top of every promotion Microsoft has done since. It is a premier game in Microsoft Stable, and in many cases, the only real new game 
that that Microsoft has had that has any significance as far as I'm concerned. And yet I get the feeling that Rare is struggling trying to, to manage the resources as I feel like they have dwindled from Microsoft and, and you know, Rare's trying to figure out ways to, to do revenue streams with, with other things. And I feel like some of the social media stuff is them um, trying to prove because of some metric that Microsoft has set up for them that, that it still matters, but I just don't know. Uh, I feel like Microsoft has, has set them in a, in a prized position and I just don't feel like they're leveraging it and allowing Rare to have the ability to leverage. I would so be very... Jump in on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, jump in. In Norwegian, I, I didn't want to... Well, you'd be forgotten either. Uh, way you talk about uh, how they're, they're pushing their tweets and social media and that, and you know, they, they've done this a month before they announced, well, the, whilst they're in the middle of it all, actually, at the end of that, they then announced Monkey Island. So they've drummed up all this, all this traffic to their social medias and then have done a big release. Personally, I think that might actually be really smart marketing because if you did it on, a, on an account which isn't really tweeting much and not many people are engaging with, you won't have as much of a reach. Whereas with Monkey Island release, after everyone's been interacting with their page, I think they might have actually timed that quite well, which is why the actual mystery ended at the same, on the same day as the, uh, the news dropped. So rather than it being a case of them having to hit certain numbers for Microsoft, it could actually be a case that it's uh, very clever advertising. It's possible, but I would I would question or maybe maybe ask you, do you think that people outside of the Sea of Thieves ecosystems were the ones engaging in social media for the for the mystery? No, but if you look at especially Twitter at the moment, it doesn't matter what you're engaging with. It depends what other people you follow are engaging with. Uh, Twitter would rather push the things that other people are engaging with than what you'd like to engage with. So mm. that's that's my thoughts on it anyway. But more of a presence online is never a bad thing before a massive uh, announcement. Norwegian, I know you had some thoughts uh, that Prof uh, jumped in and, and got on. Did you want to share yours? He echoed a lot of what I was thinking and feeling. Um, I mean, Microsoft obviously still supports Sea of Thieves. They're featuring it this week on the reward system. But with everything that's coming out, I don't know if anybody else has been paying attention to the whole court ruling and everything. There's a lot of information coming out right now. And it just makes me wonder as to uh, Godhammer said, you know, do they need it? They have an obligation to promote it, but do they need it? So he put that pretty well. I would say that currently Microsoft is investing heavily into Rare, um, both as a studio, but also as uh, sea of Thieves. Um, I can't share why I believe that, but I know that they are. Uh, I think a lot of that will hopefully come to light in the next few years, but I don't know what the timeline for that looks like. What I will say, though, is that Everwild is something that the studio is currently uneasy about um, in my eyes. I don't know that they have a solid foundation for a game. I think they've got a, a great premise and a great world with some really beautiful things. But I don't think that game is moving forward in a strong enough way to be able to justify the development time that may be getting pulled away from Sea of Thieves, if that's the case. And if I were Craig, I would probably take a look at like how the stints are going with stuff and kind of say like, okay, is Everwild going to be ready in the next three years? And if that's not the case, I might want to, I might want to bolster Sea of Thieves. I might want to bring some of those devs back over to Sea of Thieves and say, hey, how can we start getting more content out? How can we start getting this game locked down? How can we start addressing some of the biggest issues that we've seen with the game? Because I don't, I don't think that there's really a, any, anything that's been said about Everwild for the last few years now at this point. And unless we start seeing something real soon, uh, I'm starting to think like what's going on with that game and where's that time going? Because it's at this point, it's about time. Logan, I just, it feels like Rear has to make some real tough decisions on how they divide resources. And those choices right now feel like it's rest restraining the game um, and what could be out for us to play. That's kind of a selfish thing to look at, you know. I want to play. <laughs> yeah, we want content. Where's our content, Rare? <laughs>
I think you're right as far as time on on games. There's you know there's that other pirate game which shall not be named that just never materialized um, from another uh, design house, and it's it's time is done and gone. I feel. Um, so these games <laughs> they take so long. <laughs> I I'm I'm thinking this is it, it's very interesting to me that Sea of Thieves has done so absolutely fantastic. Um, because at the beginning of the game, everyone was saying that it needed more content. And here we are five years later, and that's exactly what we're still saying. <laughs> we want more content. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from a love of playing the game, uh, but a desire to have something fresh. And sometimes I wonder if maybe there are some core features that could take a look that could be taken a look at to try and artificially reset that mindset of, I need something to do, or I need something to push me forward. I need something to give me purpose beyond just the experiences that I have in the game. So I always, I always go back to this, but the prestige system for trade companies, I think would be very interesting. I think that, uh, the, the, uh, allegiance system, um, wait, no, what is the system? Why am I blanking on this? What is the system that we work on every month, every season we get those rewards? It's not the allegiance system. Yeah, yeah. Ledgers. ledgers emissary emissary ledgers thank you renown <laughs> so those i think are good kind of long-term goals for a season i think that the uh, plunder pass could definitely deal with like a little bit buffing of experience so that people are able to kind of you know, enjoy it throughout more of the season as opposed to the first few weeks or the first month. Uh, and I definitely think that the game could have a prestige system with the trade companies, allow you to pick a, a faction that you like, reset the levels and start slowly grinding your way back up to kind of feed into that need to, to want to work on to something like that. And you can, you know, now that we have a captaincy system, you can build in little trinkets and little goblets and doodads and dobbles and stuff to put on your ship to be able to decorate it and say like, oh, well, now I'm getting the the gold hoardiest of hoardest of ships that you've ever hoarded and just build it through the prestige system. So something like that, I think, would really help try and bring folks back into the the desire to, to play it on a gameplay level, not necessarily like what's coming with all of the, the lore and the characters and stuff. Just give us a reason to really hone in on what it is about playing in the game that makes that aspect fresh. What do you guys think? Am I crazy? I've finished my, all of my Merchant Alliance uh, commendations. So yes, yeah. I want a prestige situation because God knows I just want to get back out there, deliver more pigs. <laughs> Why the pigs? I think it's with a prestige system. Sorry, uh, with the prestige system, would, would it reset all the commendations though? I, w I, w I would hate a prestige system which re like removed all your commendations, had to start from scratch from level, what? sure. Uh, additional commendations, yes. What if Just they don't make me catch another five hundred pigs? What if they added levels? Like so, instead of grade five, it goes to grade ten. But you have to prestige every time you want to open up a new level of commendations. I mean that that would probably work actually. And I'll, I'll, as long I'll, as I don't have to redo another five hundred. I'll I'll do you one better. I'll throw in cosmetics that are locked behind that. Okay, now you've yeah. Yeah, I'll be give, give me anything that has cosmetics locked behind it, and I'm game. Because it gives me <laughs> some, a physical, tangible something to work for. Just you know, a title or a you know, a whatever. I I could care less. But you give me give me a set of sails or an outfit or you know something to go after, and I have an endpoint to to go for. So if they keep if they would do more of that, I would be happy. Whatever that looks like, whether it be a prestige system or anything else, just give us more content to unlock. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to me because I, I see that they're doing gold sinks right now with the trade companies, with the separated parts of a costume per se, and the different types of weapons that they're offering at exorbitant costs of gold and stuff like that. And I think how perfectly those would have been as rewards for being able to prestige your trade company. If you had said... I want to look like a gold hoarder. I don't want necessarily a costume, but I want to be able to play around with those cosmetics. And they had taken those and they had given you a way to prestige the the entire faction. They said, you know what, this is this is exactly what you want to do. That's fine. If you want to be the, the gold hoarder of the gold hoarders, then we'll work towards that and you can prestige it. And then after those cosmetics, 
as the reward. I think that that was what I would have pitched if I had been like in the room room where they were when they were talking about this kind of stuff. I don't know the technical issues, but are adding those assets or or those changeabilities for each pirate are they bumping up against the constrictions of dealing with the old systems? Potentially, uh, it's it's really tough to know. But I know that, you know, they are sticking with Unreal Engine 4 for now. Um, they've, you know, they've still got issues and stuff that they got to work out. But I mean, they've been able to make this game grow and expand in ways that had you had asked 2018 <laughs> version of me, like what I thought this game was going to turn into, I'd have been like, no, nah, that's crazy. They kept talking about like performance and, and, and stuff like there's no way. It's not going to happen. I feel like if you open that closet, that it would just be filled with chewing gum and, and duct tape and, and bailing twine. <laughs> just, just like skeletons of engineers who've died trying to fix things. I could totally see it. Somewhere in the While back there. The Come to join me, crew lad. Welcome aboard. Oh, go and jump on. Jump on, Hammer. While we're in the subject of long-term rewards, uh, Hourglass rewards for 300 to 900, please. Yes. I want them. Why is that so lackluster? Why is there such a breadth of, of space? Give them to me. <laughs> because I think the majority of people are even not even close to 100 yet. That's also um, fair. I, when I mix in there, I get the feeling like it is a hardcore group that that either people are struggling still or have given up or you've got just the the hardcore in there yeah yeah i definitely see it i tell you what i ran into a guy with the gold skeleton the two bubble uh 2000 i'll tell you what oh, that guy was jason wow. Bourne. <laughs> he, he was death incarnate <laughs> the crew that i uh the crew that i usually sail with um they managed to take out a a brig with two gold phantoms on it uh ending their 19 streak and wow i was so happy for them whoa that's insane <laughs> that's an accomplishment especially on the 19th can you imagine that crew being like we were so close to 20 Son of a shout outs to burn princess juju and lethal charge way to go you heroes <laughs> that's awesome so but i i think that these are great ideas i these are the the kind of ideas that i i love being able to take to sot fest and being able to hear feedback from other people as well too it's what i love about our, our gold hoarder episodes because you all play the game we all play the game and i think at the end of the day like norwegian says in chat like we all still love the game we all still love the community and the friends that we've made along the way to quote norwegian i think that the thing here is 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 there are designers that the studio has for content and because things have to be so hush hush because you don't want to promise something and then have it not happen i.e captaincy look at that you know the years it took for that kind of thing to come to fruition i really think that they want to kind of keep things close to the chest because they really do want to surprise us they really do want to make us happy and stuff like that um and even when they they do tell us like a little bit of what's going on you're never you it's it can never be just like Oh, hey, by the way, so 2023 is going to be a great year. We're going to have a, a bunch of new mystery uh, content come out with a with a gold hoarder skull. Look forward to that. Plus, we've got Monkey Island in the summer. And then we've got Flame Hearts end in, in the end as a beautiful wrap up to the to the uh, the Halloween uh, time with um, Festival of the Damned. And then we're going to bump it right into the next orb stream, which is going to take uh, Flame Heart and Duke into a really big battle together for the love of Flame Heart and, and the Warsmith. And who's going to win there? One of them's going to die. And then we're all going to be sitting there thinking like, OK, well, that's the year. And then half of it gets pushed back because of development time, development issues, other things like that. But then you've got other people that are gonna be like, why are you all fo focusing so much on this? There are still so many aspects of the game that are broken. There are still so many aspects of the game that need attention. So many people still constantly uh, shouting from the rooftops about anti-cheat. And we just got a post listing out all the number of accounts that got banned, all of the number of people that got like, uh, like hardware banned, like, they went and just announced thousands of people that have been banned as a result of, of reports and stuff like that. And still 
in the comments, I see lots of people. This isn't good enough. Where's the anti-cheat? So it's really hard to know, like, when are, when, are we, when are we going to be satisfied? And it's really tough to say, because I think a general flow of content will help with that, but it will always still be met with mired expectations or uh, uh, opinions based on how it hits for different people. Prof, you say never satisfied? Never, never satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Well, okay, so... You know, we have been kind of bringing it back uh, in the chat uh, to the positive. This game has brought people together. We've said it before that, that we just never would have met. And I, I, to bring it around, if you're not ready, you can just uh, stop me. But Legends Fest proved it to me. The the imaginary friends I made in this game years ago when it started, I found out are real life friends. Um, we had just as much fun hanging out in real life. And... Uh, if anything, I'm jealous for the time that we get to play together, and I'm jealous, you know, because of and worried because Sea of Thieves is where it started, and if Sea of Thieves struggles, well, then what with the friends that I made here? And so it's kind of the reason I can't be satisfied is this is the place we've chosen, you know, we found each other, we chose to to stay together and play, and I just don't want it to not be there. That's fair. And I hear you loud and clear. Um, I guess I won't be pivoting this podcast to Mario Kart 8 then. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we're pirates. We all are armed with pointy objects. So you just better keep this ship pointed in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> when they re when, when Skull and Bones comes out, I know what we're doing then. Uh, no, I, and I hear you because I, I, and I wanted to hear some from folks that have been, uh, over at the SOT, uh, or the SOT fest, the, the fest of legends. Um, how did y'all feel about it? Uh, folks that didn't get to go, what were you seeing on socials or what were you seeing in the discord that you really loved? Like, how did it, how did it like good, bad? What'd you, what'd you all think? Let's, let's kind of break down like how it works for you. So I went into it with the mindset of the event itself could be an absolute, complete bomb failure, and I would not care mm -hmm. because I was getting the opportunity to spend real lifetime with this group of about, was it 10 or 12 of us that were there that we have played together for years now and have developed what I assumed was real relationships and it turned out that is actually the case. And it, the, just that aspect alone was, was made it, made it, made, made it, made everything great. I mean, the, the event was fine. It was, you know, the, the, with everything, there's always opportunities to learn and uh, do things, you know, make things better. So I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, but just the fact that we were able to all get together and spend those, that time and those days, um, it meant it meant the absolute world to me because um, this was probably the first time this, this I guess this game is really kind of the first time I've ever kind of made any like quote online friendships through gaming um, so you know five years ago that was kind of a new I don't know just a new thing that I had stepped into because up at that point it had always just been kind of you know single player games or you know local co-op or whatever but as you know prof said uh, we have formed real meaningful lasting friendships through this silly pirate game and it's so stinking cool and it, like somebody asked, asked me they were like well you know so you're just gonna meet these these people just for the first time and you're just gonna hang out i'm like yeah they're like it's not gonna be weird i'm like i don't know i don't i don't think it's gonna be weird but we'll see and it absolutely was not it was as if we see each other every weekend it, you know it was it was it was it was cool it, it felt like a family reunion in so many ways and i uh cannot wait until we can find an opportunity to get together again absolutely and a call out to everyone who wasn't able to make it um especially those who were within driving distance and still were not able to make it chenzo uh i hope to see everyone again and more here here no i definitely uh i had a, an amazing time I knew it was going to be like, you know, our group kind of hanging in there and uh, coming to see each other and stuff like that. Overall, 
the the Festa Legends, uh, Doug did a great job in picking um, the venue and and kind of judging it adequately. I think it was really great to see like they had stuff planned. They had uh, content creators there to talk about stuff. They had Race of Legends. They had uh, Cutlass Crusade. They had like a mini Race of Legends, which was fantastic. They had little tiny boats that had sails and you got to paint your boat and you get to design your own liveries. And I was like, Oh God, I kind of want that and see a thieves. And then to see them, you know, like uh, have them all laid out and stuff. And I'll, I'll be honest, like a lot of what happened at the actual event, I missed out on. Um, I didn't actually really get to spend a whole lot of time actually enjoying the fest itself. Um, most of my time was spent, sitting at the tables that we had like locked down the first day and just took over. And that was our little keel hauled section there. Uh, and it was either going out to have lunch with friends and try different cuisines like uh, Cincinnati chili, which by the way, is skyline. No, I didn't do five way. Um, and just see, like we, we went out and did a, uh, an escape room during the event like at that point and it was like six of us and it was like that's just we're just there to go have fun so i'm with you hefe it could have been a bomb i don't think it was i think they had some technical issues but i mean like drinks were on point the uh the venue was nice it was cool um they had a bunch of different things going on they had some people painting they had some people uh hanging out and playing they had plenty of uh, uh systems and stuff i think hopefully next year uh i'll have a way to play that won't necessarily be like through my phone even though that was a, a viable thing um i don't know that i really liked the idea of signing into my steam account on a on a random computer um just because i i don't really use my steam account so i didn't i would much have rather have logged into my microsoft account but they they did a doug did a great job and anyone that helped did a great job as well too the cost the cosplay contest was fantastic uh, I think I saw some really amazing costumes there that time. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Um, even if next year doesn't necessarily work out for everyone, uh, I hope that some folks that, that didn't get to come this year will, will hopefully get a chance to come next year because um it was it was amazing it was it was just heartwarming to see so many folks from our community come and show up. And even the ones that like are really kind of quiet like i saw tommy d he you know he introduced himself and and whatnot got to see him um i don't think i got to see punish there if i did I, I i really wish that they had sat down with our with us at our at our group table and stuff but i understand but overall um i think it was fantastic and i'm, I'm looking forward to in a week's time being able to do this all over again with all my uk folks because uh kylia the aficionado gave me a bunch of stuff i'm bringing it with me for you guys and it's just such a, a fantastic get together it's such a fantastic movement to see everyone come together and build this up and regis i know that you guys you don't have one down there in in australia but reach out to folks you know uh talk to folks push them tell them to uh to to work on coming up with something down there you know melbourne very popular place i'm sure they've got some great venues uh i'm sure like some folks could come down from the gold coast i'm sure some folks could travel from uh the the west coast head down there push yeah that's push. all you got to do man just push 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 that's what i did to doug he he eventually did it on his own but uh i know that it just takes a few people who have an idea of what has to happen and commit to it yeah i'm, I'm, I'm really i'm hoping that we can get an event here because i don't i don't think i'm confident enough to like you know actually do like you know bring to bring together an event but i'm sure like maybe some of the cfe's australian born cfe's creators can do could do it here but you know all it take like i said all it takes is a little push and just you know a little bit of courage to be to be honest for me and also like if you if you don't think that you can do anything as far as like planning or, or, you know, content creation, anything like that, they always need volunteers. They always need folks that are willing to just give a little bit of their time to help move stuff around or help, you know, find ways to gather things or look for other people who know how to support and just talk about it. And that'll, that'll always help. That'll always be a boon. Those aren't pieces of hate. They're just pieces of junk. 
I, the original plan was to use nine pieces of eight to bind Calypso, but when the first court met, the brethren were to a one. Skint broke. Yeah, I, but I live in the but I live in what what but I live in the redneck state of of Australia, which is Tasmania. So I doubt they actually need support from uh well from from the mainland. So you know, I'll have to wait and see. Never know. Never yeah. know unless you try. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Also, we do need. Also, for those for those who are wondering, we do need a keyhole flag of our own for those events. Yeah. Like, hey, we're supporting the keyhole podcast. I need to get like a little uh, uh, oars. Uh, Space Admiral Oars showed up to the uh, a part or to the uh, airport to get picked up, and he had a little uh, uh, headband. And on top of the headband, there were two little little flag poles, and each flag was waving a small little Canadian flag. And that was the identifier for for how he was supposed to get picked up from the airport, which was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I need to find a, uh, a like a little suction cup with a little flagpole that has the keel hauled flag on it. So I'll, I'll see if I can find that out and we'll plan for next year. Um, UK folks, how y'all feeling about next week? I can't wait. I'm very excited. Although there's a lot of driving involved. It's gonna be <laughs> yep. Yep. Eight hours for me. Well, I, I decided 14 hour ferry. Oh, yeah, you got the ferry as well, haven't you? Well, I, I'm going yep. down south to pick some friends up, then going back up north, then going back south, and then going back north. It's ridiculous no. over those uh, over that weekend. Oh man! No, I leave here on what uh, Wednesday, and drive down Friday. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm looking forward to catching you all. Uh, last, last year was a blast. I'm sure this one's going to be even better. I think so too. Yeah, I think it'll be a really, really fun time. And uh, I, I know, uh, Carl, you've been steeped deeply in the uh, SOT Fest uh, Discord as well too. And I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing everyone again that I saw last year, and hopefully more folks that'll actually show up. Um, I can't remember if Falcor's going to be there, so I'll be, I'll have to be Thanks. sure. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll. It'll be nice to actually get to meet him in person. Uh, after knowing him and chatting with him for so many years and stuff. So lots of folks to, uh, to meet. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Um, I know they're going to be streaming it. I haven't quite worked out like how I'm going to be doing the episode, uh, but there's a good chance that I might have them clip uh, the, the podcast recording if that's what they're doing. Um, I may have to pack a laptop. I don't actually know. I should probably find out about that because it's like a week away and I'm leaving in like four four or five days so that's important but anyway was there anything well, else one, you... one advantage is uh, it should be a bit cooler this year compared to last year <laughs> yeah so that's gonna yes, be good <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm not used to hot living up here no. <laughs> i remember last year you you were like not having it outside I, I survived, all i though. think of all i think of is joby one when he was dressed up and he literally he just stood in front of that big aircon unit by the entrance oh like, yeah don't blame you yeah. especially a lot of full cosplayers like yeah i do not envy you at all so man yeah there were a lot of a lot of brave souls out there that had uh had spent some time to um uh, uh try and dress up really nicely with full makeup and garb and stuff like that and i was like i'm glad i'm not them right now so I think that is gonna do it for the uh, for the episode. Um, anyone have any last thoughts or anything they want to share as we head out? I do have one last thing, if you don't mind. Yeah, jump on it. I'll address the elephant in the room, Caleb. Good job on your episode last week, but back to the brig with you. Don't come back out. <laughs> but we enjoyed it. <laughs> I'll agree. He did. A, he did. A, he did a good job, and it was fun. Uh, me running out to the parking lot during best of legends you know, record little bits on my phone and send it to him to uh to do the the, the uh the kind of intro outro stuff he was he did a great job he, so good job caleb i was very glad that he was able to uh to build that up for me um and i think i think he might be up for doing it at some point in the future um but he's he, caleb is one of those guys very passionate very very goofy but i love him for uh for his commitment to wanting to make content good knowing that it's it's me asking him to do a show for a show that he's not on on the regular and asking that of someone and having them being willing to to go full on with it uh it's it's hard to find friends that'll that'll do that that are competent enough to 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 be able to handle that and and know that they can do that because i i did not have time to give him anything he made it all from scratch 
and he just supplied me the finished product at the end of the week. So shout out to Caleb for doing a fantastic job with that. And shout out to you guys for for helping out with that too, because that was really cool. I, I really love that intro and that outro. It was great. Um, so very happy to to be back in the seat and the drive and be back at the helm and be able to steer this boat um for another week. And then we'll see how uh how things go. But Anyway, I think that is going to do it. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Hefe, uh, anything you got going on you want to share? No, it's just life is normal. Just keep plugging along. <laughs> Fair enough. Hammer, anything you want to drop in? Uh, less than a month away from new Tall Tales. Woo! Yeah, baby, it's going to be so much fun. Anybody playing Wait. that? Anyone, is anyone doing Monkey Islands 1 and 2 before uh, before the, the, the Tall Tales come out? My sister is, and she's joined it. Oh, sorry. I've, I've never, I've... <laughs> sorry. Regis, jump in. Hefe, let me get you after. I was going to say, my, sis, uh, my sister's enjoying it so far, but she hasn't played it in like two weeks, so yeah, she's gotta enjoying the humor. Got to push. Yeah, she yeah she played Sam Max before. I'm like, do you play Sam Max before you played Monkey Island that came before it? And then I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, it's a nice experience for her, like, you know, experiencing the, what many call the gaming royalty, mind you. <laughs> Sounds good. Hefe, you were going to yeah. say something. I was saying I've not ever played any Monkey Island games, but I feel like I, I feel like I should, because everybody keeps talking so well about them. Uh, so maybe I can find some time to, to do that. They're They're pretty short. And honestly, like the little things that we did in this latest adventure are going to be really, really important in Monkey Island because they kind of kicked off a little bit of that uh, work out, work out what you're supposed to do without telling you exactly what to do. Um, so I think if you spend some time in Monkey Island, maybe have a guide next to you and stuff as if you get too stuck, uh, that kind of point and click adventure, I think, will help a lot when Monkey Island actually comes out because I know that 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 design is going to be in there already um where were we who was who did i who did i go with last god hammer that's right carl's next carl anything you want to shout out uh just a massive congratulations to doug on uh, the success of festival legends and of course everyone who goes to Softfest um on saturday if you see me feel free to come and chat uh, and i hope everyone has safe travels mm, good call mina we're out of here what do you got to say uh, i also would like to wish anybody traveling to see at fest here um safe travels and i will be there and i'm happy to say hello to people all righty i was told i need to pass on norwegian for the outro uh and just to say that you guys should be utilizing the sherpas in the discord make sure that if you have questions concerns comments about how to play the video game that is called sea of thieves that you reach out to the sherpas because they're there to help you get in there and it's always nice to have sherpas because if you don't you get lost and then eaten by bears somehow on the seas regis we're heading out anything you want to share uh not, not much just uh again hope there's a sea of thieves fest here in australia just you know again i'm not gonna do, be the one to get to to you know make it myself but I will try to convince other Australian-made you know, content creators to, like, you know, make one here. So hopefully, hopefully it will work soon, soon rather than later. Like, yeah, hopefully this becomes a new thing, like a new CFE's CFE's convention in a different country every year, at least once a year. That'd be great if you're yeah, an Australian could. and you're listening to this and you want to help try and make that happen. Feel free to reach out to me. I'll see if I can get you some. Help from the UK and uh, NA people. They can give you some ideas or some tips on what to do to get started. Yeah, look at you, Cynics, Asylum, and anybody else in between. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. And last up, we've got T and Professor. Regis had to step out. Or not Regis, I'm sorry. Rusty. Yeah, I did. Um, just a, a happy holiday to everybody. Uh, don't drink and drive. Remember to keep all your fingers and toes while you explode things for the fourth. Um, have a great time. Be a good pirate. <laughs> Thank you, Prof. And as always, uh, make sure you're taking care of your animals as well, too. They don't understand fireworks, and that sucks for them. This is like D-Day for us. Uh, other than that, pirates, thank you all so much for joining me for another Keelhauled episode of the Gold Hoarders, this time for June. We will have another one at the end of July 
which will hopefully be on time as usual. And this time we will uh, we'll probably be talking about Monkey Island, right? Like we're going to be talking about the first tall tale and then we'll be we'll have the next tall tale to talk about at the end of August. And then we'll have the next tall tale to be talking about at the end of September, which will probably be on Talk Like a Pirate Day. So with that, Pirates, thank you. Love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.